0: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Hazaban for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Yes, I only interviewed him about six days ago, but boxing changes. There's always new stories. And it's always good to get thoughts from Dave Colwood himself. Dave,
1: how are we doing? I'm all right, thank you. Not too bad. Not too bad.
0: How's life? How's family? Everybody okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're good, thanks. Um we just go in best we can, same as everybody else, do you know what I mean, it's, um, I think things are getting a little bit frustrating now, aren't they, Um, we want to get going, we want to start, you know, live rather than exist, I think, I think that's a, that, there's a big difference between existing and living, and um, uh, although, you know, we're in better circumstances than a lot of people, I still just want to, I want to get going, I want to get cracking again,
0: I know we spoke a a little bit about uh, these restrictions that are currently on different parts of the country
1: in our last interview,
0: but obviously they've talked about and they've been advised to have this circuit kind of break. I know certain countries are doing this across half-term and extending half-term, but it seems that our government isn't moving towards it just yet.
1: Um, You know, the thing is, um, another lockdown was just going to put a lot of businesses our uh, operation. Um, I've said it before. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that have just got through that last lockdown by the skin of their teeth, and although it's great, you know, tie it in with two weeks through the kids' holidays and stuff like that. Well, bills don't stop during kids' holidays. Um, businesses don't stop going under and struggling through kids' holidays. They have to keep carrying, operating, and, and then, you know, uh, while overseas. Restrictions that are essential on income for businesses uh, and for people that are living. There's there's income uh, restrictions, but expenditure restrictions don't happen. You know, you, you can you can say that you can some people are getting two thirds of the wages or their income, um, but they're not paying two thirds of the bills. So you know it's. I don't profess to have the answers, but I do know that the 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 spin-offs and the collateral damage towards um, trying to squash this virus that they keep, you know, they've been doing for a while. Um, the collateral damage is far far more potent and, and deadly and and destructive than what the actual amount of people that have been. Affected by this virus is.
0: Do you think? I know we're here to talk about boxing, but I I want to ask you this: But do you feel like we've lost control? We've got certain parts of the country. Have we ever,
1: ever, ever been in control? Because so, whatever they did through listening to the scientists that they've got on board. uh, Let's remember that that they've got you know scientists are like doctors are like boxing. Experts, football experts, everybody has an opinion based on what they know, what they've researched, what they've studied. But doesn't mean that, that man's opinion, because he has letters after his name, doesn't mean that he knows more than another scientist. Because the scientists are all arguing amongst themselves. Some scientists and doctors are saying one thing, the others are saying another thing. But we've, we've followed, you know. What government and their advisors have been doing for for a long time now. Um, we went into a lockdown, and we did what we were told to do. But when we come out of lockdown a little bit, it's it spikes back up. So is 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 this how is this how life's going to be? You know, we're going to go into lockdown, suppress it, come out of lockdown, it goes back up, go into lockdown. So, How can you sustain a business? How can you sustain a life, a lifestyle, a way of living of normality if that is what's going to happen? There are no plans then because you don't know when the spike is going to be. You don't know, you know, is this how you're going to have to do? You know, so travel industry is done. So many other industries are going to be done. You know, so many people are going to be losing their homes. People don't understand yet. Come November, December. That's when it's going to start hitting you know what i think with the actual furlough end october's end of the october i think it yeah, actually ends i think um once that kicks in and people aren't getting this money then you're going to see a lot more people that are skinned a lot more people that lose homes a lot more people that are going to be stressing about how to feed the kids that's when things are going to start in the hand. that's when you're going to see businesses starting to you know, I know there's a lot that have lost their jobs already, but once the, the furlough ends, there's gonna be a hell of a lot of people that, that that are losing jobs. Or they brought this other thing in, or they're, they're bringing this other thing, but it's not the same, it's, it's, not, it's not enough. It's not for, enough for a lot of people. Um, and then once that kicks in, then people are gonna realize what kind of mess financially we're in, because they're only just starting to realize you know, and the, and the longer things go, it's like it's like our, our sport. You know, fighters have had to take it on the chin that you know this year we're going to get one fight, two fights this year max. If this is carry on going forward and look at even shows that are happening now, there's tests failing and things like that. You imagine how many more. How, next year, does it look like it's going to clear up for next year? So next year, are they going to be back to four fights, six fights? Are they going to be back to that? No, they're not. Likely, the thing is that they're going to going to be, but, you know, two if they're looking, two fights, if you're with a major promoter and you, you're valued by that promoter, you're going to be getting a couple of fights a year. You know, this, this is kind of like, while you're in the first bit, you're kind of accepting, okay, that's, that's fine, but we're gonna get moving soon, but if you keep doing the same things and they're not working, all you're doing is stopping momentum majority of people getting on their lives and living so it's just gonna be a circle it's just gonna be a complete set, you know it's just gonna be a repeated circle and um um yes there's there's again we're back on the news where everything is everything is doom and gloom, everything is like oh this is you know. Talking like when we was at the peak last time. Yeah, you know, i they talk about figures of cases. But last time it was all about the amount of deaths. This time it's all about the amount of cases, not deaths. I know they're saying that deaths are gonna follow, but it just seemed as though this time round the everybody everybody's getting it this time round, seems to be getting it like a cold, like a flu. And they were being rough for a while and then they're all right. Um, you know, um, it's strange on this time round as well because the first time, during the first wave, it seemed like you didn't know anybody that had it, nobody had it, and and there was certainly no like real, not not many at all, like big names or high profile people that got it. This time round, everybody's got it, everybody's got it, and everybody famous is getting it. You know, Ronaldo, um, Donald Trump. Uh, over here you've got Eddie and Harry you've got you've you've got big names getting it you've got fighters failing oh yeah Boris Johnson yeah Um, but what I'm saying is is you're getting high profile people are getting it and but they're getting it and they're quite alright I don't know it's weird it's weird this time around seems like everybody's got it this time around everybody's failing tests, you know Um, but It's still it's it still figures you you gotta look at it, it's still something that ninety-nine percent of people of the population are gonna be fine with. I say fine, but gonna be, you know, not not greatly affected by it. Um but that ninety nine percent of the people that are not gonna be affected by it really or not gonna get it, they're suffering the consequences of it. Mm. And this is where this is where it's just it's just yeah. Uh, listen, I just, I just think that we're crippling everything. Everything's getting crippled. There's no able to plan. You can't plan a business. You can't plan a career. You know, buyers now are getting to the point where they're like, "What's happening with my career? What you know?" Because at the end of the day, yes, all well and good, but that's their livelihood, and it's a year taken out of their career. If it doesn't, you know, if things don't start moving the next year, then it's going to be another year. What what happens? What you know? A year, two years out of a fighter's career is a long time.
0: We saw yesterday uh, news announced uh, Peter Fury tested positive, which obviously meant Savannah Marshall couldn't fight. And we don't know if she's going to get another slot this year in a very tight calendar of boxing. So again, just as you just said, fighters don't get the opportunities, And when they do have the opportunities, and something like this does happen. it now tarnishes probably the rest of the year for her and she'll have to go again sometime next year.
1: Yeah, and and you know, as as far as fighters are concerned, um, this is their livelihood. You know, you don't fight, you don't get paid. A fighter doesn't fight. The trainer doesn't get paid. It's just, you know, this is this is our business. This is our our livelihood. And and I know people like to jump on you whenever you think, whenever you talk about this, and saying people need to get on with being able to earn a living, then people jump on your back and they say. Oh, you're putting money above health, and it no, it, it it goes hand in hand. The facts are, you cannot live a healthy lifestyle, normal lifestyle, unless you are earning money. If you are, because if that's the case, then why are people on low incomes and and you know struggling with money and and on poverty lines? Why are their health issues? Consequently, higher. Why do we always see, you know, more more problems with health with people in low incomes and and that sort of that sort of scope? Because it's tied in. You know, not only is, are you talking about physical health through diet, through you know, junk food is easier to come by and cheaper to buy in the majority of places than what healthy food is. And know people say, oh yeah, but you can get this. You're, no, I'm, I'm talking. Listen, there are people that that through convenience will buy stuff that's convenient to buy because don't you know loads of kids have got no time, they've got work, every try and juggle everything. It's easy for us to be able to sit and say, you no, know, you should prepare your food, prepare your kids' food this, you should do that, you should do that. In an ideal world, everybody would want to do that, every parent would want to do that. But through lack of education, through lack of opportunities, time management and funds, a lot of people will feed the kids Sorry, I just lost you then. Okay. Somebody just tried ringing. ring me Sorry. Um, a lot of people will feed feed the kids, um, junk food because it's cheap, because it's cheaper or more convenient, you know. Um, so when people have got no money coming in, it's 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 very difficult for them to to um provide a decent sort of uh, lifestyle for the kids health wise. When, um, I just, I just, it's, you talk about, um, you can talk about mental health and everything. When kids, when people aren't earning an income that's going to help them to pay the bills, when a bill comes through and they're thinking, that affects their mental health. People, are, there's so many offshoots of this where it's not just a case of, oh, you're just thinking about money. No, because money and health goes together, be it mental health or physical health, dietary health, it all goes together and and people need to be able to afford uh make a living so they can provide for the family so they don't stress and strain so they're not committing suicide because they feel as though they can't provide for the family they feel you know they're feeling as though there's no way to get out of this hole that they're in and these sort of things are all on the uptake Uh, do you know how many messages i've been getting do you know what i'm I'm getting a lot i am getting a little bit pissed off with the situation now it's not i'm not blaming anybody anything but Something needs to be done so people can get back to living and, and earning because my inbox is going, yeah, I, I get a lot of message off of people that are struggling with mental health, but you know lately, and I'm talking about in the last two weeks, it's going up and up. I'm talking about people that are talking about suicide to me. This, So this is serious, shit. you know, it's not just you're reading the statistics. I'm getting message off of actual people telling me the problems, telling me how they feel. And it's hard, man. It's hard and and and, it, and you can say all you want and I can say all I want, but it's stemming because they're worrying because they've got no money. They can't afford things. They can't somebody couldn't afford to buy the to, to get their daughter um who's yeah, I know it is only it's only a young daughter, but couldn't afford presents for, for the kid. That's bad. When you got people reaching out like that, they're talking about committing suicide because they can't. They feel worthless. Because they can't even do that for the child. Because they've lost a the job because they're having, you know, They can't see an end to this. And, and and it's easy. It's easy to say, "Oh, you've got kids. You shouldn't be thinking like that." It's easy to think that, but you can't just say that. It's not about that. You have to look at the surrounding issues. And it's, it's bad. I'm noticing a lot more in my inbox. A lot more. And. That's because the circumstances are in, and it's only going to get worse. So, if if I seem to be banging on about it a little bit, it's because it's you know I'm I'm seeing it. I'm seeing how it's affecting people, and you know it's it's not nice. It's it's quite scary because it's just going to affect more and more. And you know these people are telling me that they've not spoke to anybody. So so these people can be amongst you. This is what this is what the problem is. Is people think that they can tell when someone's feeling a bit down and stuff like that. But they're not speaking. And I'm trying to get, I'm trying to say to people, you need to speak to somebody. Just tell somebody, tell your grand, tell your mum, tell your next door neighbour. tell your friend. If you can't tell your wife, tell somebody how you're feeling. Because they feel that like they can't. And that's the most dangerous thing. Because what, the feelings are that nobody will understand. Yes, because there's that many now that are in the same boat. And what I'm trying to say is that, there's so many in the same boat. You're not alone. You're not on your own. You're not you're not the only person that's having these thoughts that you feel as though you can't cope. You feel as though you you can't support your family, you feel as though you're drowning, you feel as though there's more and more debt gonna come on top of you. You're not the only person, you know. There's there's so many more out there. So please speak and just and just tell someone.
0: As you, we can go on on and on with this, Dave, but as you clearly said, I think it's it gets worse before it gets better any time soon. Mm. Unfortunately,
1: hundred mm. percent. And yeah, and, and sorry to to bang on about it. It's just I'm I'm dealing with this. Like I said, I'm dealing with this now. You know, it's just, it's just, um, it's difficult. But this is why I I I get that there's people suffering worse than what we are. I get there's people that die, and I get there's people in hospital hospitals. I understand that. But every time I get on the motorway, I see there's been an accident. Every time, every motorway I get on, wherever I go, from here to London, from here to Manchester, wherever, from here to Leeds, there's an accident. There's there's always an accident. Every time I get on motorway. It has never once made me think, shit, that could be me. I'm not driving again. Shit, that could be me. I'm not going to go on a motorway again. Now, how many actual accidents is there? We don't there's loads of accidents on a motorway, there's loads of accidents in a car, every car accident. It doesn't stop me from getting my car every day and going and getting about my business. There's COVID out there, there's people gonna get affected, but there's 99% of people that's not gonna. So let the 99% of the people go to work, earn a living, live the life the best that they can because out of that 99% of people that are, are going to be safe from COVID or not is going to have a bit of flu symptoms from COVID, how many perc- out of that 99% will get eaten up by mental health issues, by financial stresses and strains, poverty, kids not having, uh, being able to, uh, to eat, kids going to school in, 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 in shoes that have got holes in. How many people can be affected by that, you know? And, and another thing, so it, it's it's like, I just think that we need to, we kind of need to look after the vulnerable and let, let them, you know, let them, give them a choice. Listen, if you want to take, I know 80 year olds that are still going to go to the shop and stuff, like, look, I'm 80 years old, I might die tomorrow, but I want to see my grandkids. I want to go and see people. I don't want to be locked in a house because I might get COVID and die. I might die of old age. I know people like that. But then I also know other, other pensioners that's like, I'm not going anywhere because I'm scared. Fair enough. So have the choice. Do you want to exist or do you want to live? And you, you have the choice. But to take that choice away from everybody, you know, like closing gyms down, when that does a lot for your mental health as well as physical health. You know who, who's who's right? Is it to tell people that uh, that uh, that have got cancer they can't come in for treatments so, or or they're delayed on the screenings and delayed on 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 the scans and things like that because we're having to prioritize COVID. Who, who, whose choice is that? You know. End the chat. and end end of end of COVID shit. I've had enough.
0: Dave. Uh... Big news came out this week, Tyson Fury announcing that the trilogy fight, well not Tyson Fury announcing, but Bob Arum, Frank Warren have all come out and said the trilogy fight is not happening. Bob Arum even went to the extent to say that the time frame had expired. We had a date in July, we had a date in October. It's now December, it's, they don't want it, they wanna push it even further. And it looks like Tyson Fury is gonna have a, a homecoming early part of December. Um, question is, really, does Deontay Wilder
1: not want this fight? I said. I said when the fight got announced about this trilogy, um, straight after that, that hammering that he got, I was like, why would he want to go straight in there? If if I was looking after him, I wouldn't want him to go straight in there because it wasn't just one shot. He got absolutely took apart. He didn't have a clue. He got. He got. You know. He, he got embarrassed. Mentally, he's got to get over that. Let him come back with a win. Let you know, a nice win. Back to that power punching, you know, knockout. Let him have a confidence builder. Have time to learn from the from the uh, first fight and the rematch, Um, and then and then you know, let let the AJ Fury fight happen and fight the winner. Um, So when this news has come out, I think it's it's the best thing for Deontay Wilder. And to be honest, I wasn't interested in that trilogy fight because. First two fights, albeit two moments of two rounds in the first fight, everything else was all Tyson Fury. So you know, I couldn't really, I couldn't really get excited about that one. Now let Fury have his uh, homecoming fight. That'd be good. Um, he's been boxing away from home for quite a while. Hopefully, there's some sort of crowding. Um, and then, and then let's go to the big one, AJ and Fury, and then the winner of that can fight Wilder, or whatever, you, whatever whatever that means. What,
0: obviously, we, we know Ty, uh, John Tawanda obviously split with Mark Breland, we, we heard about that about two weeks yeah. ago, so, but why do you feel like they've left it this late to make that decision, was that to frustrate Fury, is that they weren't sure, hesitant? <laughs>
1: Without being in that camp, it's very very hard to say because it could be a case of oh come on let's let's do some let's see how you're getting on and and it just not clicking the Breland situation are they bringing somebody else in do they want to bring somebody else in I thought oh listen we need a settled camp we need to you know have somebody in there for a long duration um, there could be a number of reasons or like you say it could have all have been just a case of um, messing around. Um, Leave to the last minute, or, or even maybe listen, let's see how his head is. And some days his head's great, some days he's not. You don't know unless you're in that camp, it's very difficult to say.
0: Who, do you, who would you like to see Fury in with in December? There's all sorts of random talk about. I know Lucas Brandt did an Instagram video, said, I want to fight Fury. Otto Allen said, I want a rematch. Uh, Oscar Rivas, maybe, but who, who gives him problems or can give him a, a hard fight?
1: I don't know who gives him problems. Um, I think the one that I'd like to see, because I like him uh, as a fighter, I like him as a guy, is, is, is Michael Hunter. Um, he's just small. But he's got that speed. Um, he's got the speed and, and, and he's athletic. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe Hunter. Uh, Rivas is a good shout, but I just think with that style and, and the size of him, I don't think he's getting anywhere near um, Fury enough times, to be honest. Um, other than that, oh, who else is that? Um, it's very hard because outside elite elite level, there's a big gulf. Um, so probably, yeah, probably Hunter. Uh, Reeves I would not have a problem with I think because Reeves you know that he's going to come and he's going to bring it and he's going to he's going to try and make it exciting it's just that I do, I think he's just too small um and I just don't I, I can't see unless Fury just literally couldn't be asked and you know he wasn't up for it. then that's that's the thing about um what's his face Otto Wallen. few he, he was a really good fight but you couldn't be asked. He, and he wasn't, you know, he, he didn't have that fear factor. For me, Tyson Fuhrer needs that bit of fear factor—not even fear, I suppose—but just just a bit of a challenge. It feels that someone needs to be able to challenge him in some way, and then he's really up for it. Um, because it's very hard when you've when you climb such a mountain, when you're all the way up there, and you've you know you've done what you've what he's done um i suppose it's very hard going into a fight against a guy that's kind of like you don't see on your sort of level um and you look at stylistic and think well how you give me problems um so it kind of you know at least somebody like Hunter might throw shots you know from from different angles it's good speed um you know, it's a difficult fight. On it's difficult fight for anyone, but I think stylistically, I'd probably, I'd probably like like to see that one a little bit more.
0: What do you think was going for Dylan White's kind of mind when he heard that Wilder's not having this fight? Potentially, if Dylan had fought, well, if Dylan had beaten Pavlikin, this could have been that opportunity for him.
1: It didn't make any difference he didn't beat Pavlikin? I, I would hope. Nothing. We're going through Dylan's mind about that. He's just thinking, "Well, I'm just going to make sure I beat the victim. That's it. That it, it doesn't matter." This is the thing. It is when other fights and other situations happening it makes no difference to your career unless it's directly involved in your career right at that moment in time. If if you're if you're Tyson Fury and you're supposed to be fighting John T. Wilder then when Deontay Wilder turns around or when when you hear that Deontay Wilder is not taking that fight, then yeah, you're pissed off or that you're thinking, well, I could have done this, I've I've wasted my time or whatever because that's directly affecting you. But when you've got your own shit going on and you're not in that equation or conversation, it doesn't make any difference. You've just got to carry on with your own career.
0: Okay, well, well, we'll wait and see what happens with that announcement. Dave, just before I let you go, it looks like it's going to be announced. It's imminent. Uh, someone who lives nearby, you're not too far away. Kel Brook, traveling to America to fight. Terence Crawford, the date that's been floated around is the 14th of November. Eddie Hearns come out and said that he's left Kel and his dad to just do the negotiations. Dominic Ingall has confirmed that he is not training Kel Brook for this fight. Um, what does that, from the outside, what does that seem like to you? What is Kel doing here? Is this farewell? Is this? I'm taking my last big fight, and and that's it.
1: Rolling that dice, well, he's chucking that dice in that in that pot and seeing what what numbers come up. Um, he's he perhaps can't get up for a, a normal fight, or especially in these times, whether you know he, he'll be looking at it I think well I'm not going to get paid anything near what what's worth my while. A fight, you know, for a comeback fight or whatever. Let let me get the biggest fight out there. Um, my my main concerns for Kel is number one, it's Terence Crawford, and number two, it's at welterweight. I think I think they're just two massive obstacles for him. Um, yeah, I think Crawford's a fantastic fighter. the other thing about Crawford, um. That I worry for is going forward. Is his status not getting the marquee fights, and um, and the fact that he's now thirty three? Time is just going, and and for a guy that's that's so exciting and so talented, he's just not. You know, he's not had the the big marquee fights, um, but at welterweight. Kel coming down to a welterweight again at this stage of his career. I think that in itself is a battle, a big battle. Um, And Terence Crawford's phenomenally talented. But Kel's going to go out there and give it everything he's got, 100%, you know. But um, it's a very tough fight. It's a very tough fight. You i yeah, I'll listen, it's an exciting fight. i I think it's a brilliant fight. When you look at you know, when you look at you look for Golovkin, Spence and, and Crawford. They're big fights.
0: You said Terence hasn't had those marquee fights, but do you kind of feel sorry for him and blame it more on boxing politics? We've seen Joshua Wilder didn't happen when 100%. they were when they were both undefeated, and most yeah. of the top welterweights to it are with P V C and Al Heyman and obviously him with Bob Bra- Bob Bob and top rank. It's far yeah. different to make those fights.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming Terence Crawford at all. I'm a massive fan of his. For me, him and Lomachenko, boom. Um, and I've been a fan of Crawford's for a long, long time. Um, and I did cuts for Ricky Burns against him. Oh, um, and that's when you see up close, and you're like, "Wow, this kid's good." Um, so I've been a fan of his for a long time. Um, and yeah, I'm good a him. But that's what I'm saying is 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 it's it's that's the worry for somebody of his talent and, and ability not getting those big marquee fights, it's, it's a shame. Um, you know, but, uh, but hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, these big fights, cross promotions and things like that will start occurring more because of the situation that they're in, because maybe, you know, maybe it forces promoters to start working together. Hopefully.
0: Alright, Dave, that was 35 minutes. Time has flown by. I'll, honestly, yeah. time has actually flown by today. Uh, but I appreciate you jumping on today. I'm sure I'm gonna message you again in about two weeks' time and say, "Let's talk Chisora Usyk," because that's in uh, in two weeks' time. So I'll reserve that for. Guys, that two weeks?
1: two weeks, Jesus, yeah. This this month's flying. Yeah, two weeks Saturday. Absolutely flying. Wow.
0: Well, I'll definitely yeah. message beforehand just uh, to get an in-depth breakdown of that fight. Obviously, you have worked with with Derek before, and uh, you fought and planned for Usyk with Tony. So It'd be, uh, it'd be great insight from you. But appreciate jumping on, Dave. Uh, and we'll uh, Cheers, mate. catch up with you soon. Dave Cole for IFL TV. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers,
1: Matt.
0: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free impartial mm. advice on all your debt.